Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Back here on Inside Black and Gold. First question in our live mailbag after Saints-Bucks. This one's from Doug. Just Doug, no last name. Panthers are 0-2, right? Yes. The Panthers are 0-2. The Falcons are 0-2. This, the Saints are 1-1 and the Bucks are 2-0. The sky is not falling. <laughs> not yet, right. 1-1, I think, is reasonable. It would be unreasonable if they're 0-2. And, and the reason it feels worse than it is is because you know how close they were to be to being 0 2. But as the great Dom Toretto once told us, doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, it just matters if you win. And so we don't have to look back at that Falcons game and say they played like like bad, like crap through three quarters. All that matters is it's a win. And now this week, it's a loss. And next week, you have to find a way to show up and play at your peak level. And I I genuinely think you have to, you know, I don't think that Andy Dalton gives you the best chance to win when everyone's healthy. But if you see, you watch Jameis practice throughout the week and you have to be honest, right? You have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with what you're seeing from a guy. And if his back and the injury he's dealing with is preventing him from playing at the level you need him to play, then you have to seriously consider sitting him down, not taking his job away, but you have to seriously consider giving him a week off to try to get right. Um, because, you know, if you had a bye coming in week six, like you did last year, 
fine. That's not the case this year. So that's just something you have to consider because I think that while this loss did not do a ton of damage to you in the NFC South race, right? All you have to do is win in at Raymond James Stadium, which has been just, let's say it, easy the last two years uh, to, to even that tiebreaker. A loss to the Panthers next week would feel really damaging to that, to that, to that goal. Yeah, the thing I wonder, though, is are they – are they afraid to sit Jameis to damage the his ego or, you know, his um, his perception of, about the leader of this team? Because I was wondering, even this game, Jeff, like towards the end of the game, what was the point of having Winston still in and not putting Dalton in when you knew your quarterback was banged up and hurting? You're putting faith in your quarterback and you are, you know, Dennis said that, you know, he talked to Jameis and they both agreed that that he was in the best position to go in there and win the game. And at a certain point, you have to be, okay, Jameis, this is not true, right? There's something going on and you need time. And, but, but again, you know, to be fair, he was dealing with this injury against the Falcons, right? That's when it happened. He did not, he did not fracture his back after the Falcons game. It happened right. during the Falcons game and he went in and and led that comeback, that spectacular comeback. So to some extent, you believe that's like you're right, you can play with this injury, but is it the best option? And that's that's the question you have to decide throughout the week. Because the fact is you brought in Andy Dalton for a reason. You did not bring in this high-priced backup because you're afraid to use him. So it's just something you got to consider and and it it can't be an ego thing. And if it's an ego thing, that's a problem. Uh, because this is just the reality of of what gives you the best chance to win in week three. Not to win the rest of the season, not to say this is a starter now, but just it's just something you have to, if you're as a head coach of an NFL team, you have to be able to make that decision. And if you can't make it because you don't feel comfortable with whatever ego issue is going to be there, then then that's a bigger issue that you have to figure out. But anyway. Nick Chason, what's crazy is the Saints have virtually lost any home field advantage the last couple of years. It's like we were a better road team. It's crazy. We talked about this already. There's no other way to put it. This team does not win. This home field advantage is not a factor at this point. And hopefully they that lost, changes. They lost five of their last six home games. That's Badly. wild. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it's a shame. And it's 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 frustrating because the atmosphere, I don't think, has changed. Right. It's not about the fans. It's not about the noise level. It's about the performance of the team. And, uh, you know, it's just got to be better. Yeah, we need we need some better home cooking. I don't know. Well, the food could be better. I've always, you know, I've said for a while the food at the Superdome needs to be better, and they're working on that. They're working on that. That's what part of this renovation is working on that. But um, Terry McCain, Tampa with the division winners. Y'all act like we lost to Jacksonville. No, I mean, like, right? This is true. You know, you lost to a very good team, so keep that in mind. This is not the end of the world, but you need to fix the errors that you saw. And if you continue to see these same issues, if you continue to see your veteran running back putting the ball on the ground, stuff like that, if you consider continue to see Jameis overthrowing Chris Olave when he's wide open down the field, you know these are issues that you need to correct. And if you can, great. If you can't, then then these issues are are problems, right? Because I think those are two different things. I, I think the, one of the biggest concerns, though, too, is the fact that. This Tampa team was not at full strength, especially on the offensive side. The O-line came in banged up, even lost some more guys uh, in the in the game. And then the, their wide receivers, Tom Brady didn't have his full array of guys even available at his disposal. That's a good point. You didn't have to deal with Chris Godwin. You didn't have to deal with 
Julio Jones. Although, but but the defense is not the problem in my opinion. So, all right, we got Tim, who's thank you for the for the for the for the donation. Right. We need Dwayne Washington to be starting at least seven touches. He ran over Devin White. That's enough for me. I I liked I really like Dwayne. I I think that Dwayne has not gotten the opportunity that he probably earned in the preseason because he got hurt. I don't think he needs to be starting because I think that Alvin Kamara is going to be starting. <laughs> and I don't think you have any question about Alvin Kamara's talent level. But I, I think that you you do need to give some serious consideration to that RB2 spot. If you know Mark Ingram is suddenly a turnover-prone guy and Dwayne Washington, he ran with pop. He ran with power. He can catch. I've seen it, you know, and you know, maybe that's becomes more of a timeshare in that RB two spot. And you give Dwayne some more opportunities. Cause I think he earned it. Yeah. That's going to be interesting going forward just because I don't know if the confidence of Mark Ingram has gone down at all, but you got to imagine that the team's confidence or Pete Carmichael's confidence in giving him the rock is going to be a little iffy going forward because it's been two straight games now. And like you just mentioned before, too, that could have cost them the game in Atlanta. They were fortunate it didn't. And it was definitely a big turning point in this matchup against the Buccaneers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you got to get that stuff sorted out. A few more questions here. 504 and company. PJ should never be allowed to play corner again. And, you know, he doesn't. There's a reason you moved him from corner, right? I don't think that he is a good a good cover corner. And, you know, he totally lost that ball. This is not what he does well. And you he's in this position where I think it was Brashard Perriman, you know, and that's and that's tough. I thought Justin Evans struggled too. You know, I thought that 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 kind of rotation where you end up in coverage had a rough day. And, you know, hopefully they can rebound. But yeah, that that's not a situation you want to see is PJ Williams one on one downfield. Because he was in position. That's the weird thing is he was in position. Ugh, and man. all he had to do was locate the ball. And if, if he locates the ball and, and goes and gets it, you, you might see an interception there. You know, in a, in a if that's a different guy in that position, you might see an interception. That's just not where PJ thrives. And the Bucks took advantage of it, right? It was a great throw. It was a great catch. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, PJ is not a guy you want one-on-one downfield. And that's why he's a safety. No, I, I've been a PJ fan and I have defended him in the past to fans before and today did not make things any easier though. You're setting up a guy to fail if you put him in that situation, right? And that's that's where, you know, th- there are ways you can avoid having PJ be one-on-one with a fast guy who can go up and get the ball. And, uh, you know, that was just a situation where you weren't able to do it. And, you know, you are playing one cornerback down with Paulson Adebo. I think that was after Marshawn got ejected. So you were you were playing two cornerbacks down, and P.J. got into a matchup that you probably would not have had him in. So I'm not going to hold it against P.J. He did his best. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, it's not a – you're right. You don't want to see him at outside corner, and, uh, and that's why. Well, this isn't really a question – Move Taysom Hill to QB3 and start Dalton, then he can bring in that other tight end. I disagree. But I do think that I, I would have liked to see more Taysom Hill in some Agreed. way. Right? The offense was not working. And I don't think you need to like say he's a quarterback now, right? But you have him in the offense for a reason. And I don't think that he was used enough. 
And I say that largely because we've seen him have success against the Bucs before, not, not as the starting quarterback. And I just don't think that you were creative enough in finding ways to get him the ball. And so that's what I want. I'd like to see that change because he is a weapon. And especially in a game where you didn't have Alvin Kamara, I feel like you needed to be able to use him more than you did. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, I thought for sure, especially with Kamara down that Taysom Hill was in store for a big game today. And, you know, the limited times that he did touch the ball, they were they were successful with him. And I thought even in the game against Atlanta, uh, they kind of went away from him too early and didn't get back to, you know, feeding Taysom the rock more. There's no saint. I am starting to wonder if we are missing Sean on the offensive play calling. I mean, yeah, of course you're missing Sean. I mean, <laughs> there's no question that you are missing Sean Payton, right? The question is whether it's a big enough issue that it's costing you games. And I'm not ready to make that assessment yet. But, there, you know, there's no question that his offense has not looked good outside of the fourth quarter against uh, <laughs> against Atlanta, right? So... They did run for 100 yards today. I'll give them that against the tough Buccaneers D. They ran the ball well without Alvin Kamara. So, yeah, you give them, you have to give them that. But, you know, from an execution standpoint, I think the issue is not as much the play calling. I think the issue is execution. Because you had open receivers. Like, you you had deep yeah. shots open to Chris Olave. Sure. You had opportunities. You, ran, you had the ball in the red zone that you fumbled, right? These are not play calling issues. This is execution. Um, and that's if, if some of those connect with Olave, obviously there's a, de- a totally different perception about this offense being, you know, stagnant or not creative enough. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not ready to say it's, oh, this is an issue of not having Sean Payton. This is an issue of being Carmichael. He's not putting them in the right situations. I'm not ready to go there yet because I think that you have seen a lot, like in week one, there was issues with the backs picking up the blitz. There was issues with defensive offensive line assignments. There was issues with receivers not running the right routes downfield. And so you have to kind of weigh that against, you know, you can call the perfect play. If the players don't run it the right way, it's not going to work. And, you know, if the if the if your veteran running back, your security blanket running back is fumbling in the red zone, yeah, you could call the best play in the world. It's still going to be a fumble in the red zone. So, you know, if you if you call the perfect play downfield and Jameis hits Chris Olave for 51 yards and then he falls to the ground and drops it. That's not on the play call. So, you know, I, I think that there's probably, I, I think you are definitely missing Sean to some extent. I'm just not sure what the extent is right now. And I and I still have faith in Pete Carmichael to figure that out. But what we have seen over the first two weeks has not been, you know, it's not been a ringing endorsement. So, yeah. 
I, I think Sean's reaction might have been a little more intense, obviously, when the when that fight broke out between the teams. Yeah. Well, that's that's on Mike Evans. Gosh, I don't like that guy. Like, I'm I'm not even saying this from a Saints fan perspective because I didn't grow up a Saints fan. I I, I just I cover yeah. the games. I care a lot about the games, but I'm not like emotionally invested in what happens here. I'm emotionally invested in the Giants and they're two and zero. Yippee, you know. But uh, <laughs> I haven't even watched. I didn't get to watch that game today. But like, Mike Evans is a punk, straight up. He's yeah. a punk, and I don't know how else to say it. Like. He's a punk. You you lose a, like you are getting beat. Right? You are not winning. You are getting put in jail by a guy and instead your reaction is not okay, I'm going to beat him. It's I'm going to take a cheap shot. Yeah. Again. And like like that's just punk behavior. You know, and and, and like I get it. He's taller than me. He could beat me up. I don't care. He's a punk. Like he could run over from the other side of the road and punch me in the face, and he'd probably win that fight because he's gigantic and and stronger than me. But that would be a punk move too. And the, but then that's exactly what he did against Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, and it, I don't know. It, it's like play football, dude. Play football. Like don't lose at football and get mad about it. Sadly, the result was a huge positive for the Buccaneers, though, too, because obviously it takes Lattimore out the game and the best corner on the field. But that's why it was a good result, because he can't beat Marshawn. Right, no, exactly. going one for one and losing Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore, that means that the Saints are at a huge disadvantage because Marshawn Lattimore is way more important than Mike Evans, right? And so that's all you need to know about Mike Evans, that him just falling on his sword is an advantage for that team. (laughs) Like, what a... I I don't know. Like, I, I don't even care that much, but... Just that guy, get out of here. I'm done with it. No, the the, re, the rematch in December will be you know interesting again for sure because you know this these two have had a history and it's just going to get even more intense now. All right, anything else you want to talk about, Steve? Before we before we uh, we we knock this down? No, I'm just anxious to see this team get on the field again. Obviously, and to get the the stench out of this game uh, out out their system because. I was sick all last week, but watching this game made me even more ill. Yeah, it was painful. Hopefully no one sends that clip to Mike Evans. He's going to get mad at me. But uh, come, come at us, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> come at me. I know you're not going to come straight up. You're going to run from across the street. But yeah, so we, we can wrap it up there and we can move on to next week. I feel like I hope this has been a good like cathartic event for everybody. Get, get it out of your system. It was a rough game. It was a rough game. Thank you, Tim. Tim is a fan of my my angry Mike Evans rant. And I'm a fan of you. Thank you. But yeah, so we're going to get back into this. We'll have we'll have availability tomorrow. I'm sure we'll hear a lot more from, from DA. And we're going to hear about all of the things that were messed up in this game because I think there's going to be a lot of them. Steve is going to be back with us. I don't know if you're, are you going to be back tomorrow, Steve, or are you going to have to wait till next week? I'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. And, uh, you know, they're on the road in week three, right? Or they're in Carolina. In Carolina. And then from Carolina, it's straight to London. And then straight to London. It's going to be a busy don't, few don't weeks. Even come home from that trip. Whew. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna have a busy time. So we're gonna to have to edit this podcast and get it out. And we're gonna do that. But this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate everyone hanging out. Everyone who dropped in a comment. Make sure if you if you are not subscribed, make sure to go subscribe. Give us a review. Give us a rating. I like to hear from everybody. I like to know what you like, what you don't. 
whether it's you know Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, which Overcast is our number two uh, podcast distributor, which I was surprised by. I expect it to be Spotify. It is actually Overcast. So all of you Overcasters, appreciate you. And uh, we're going to keep this coming at you. We'll probably The next one will probably be Wednesday. Um, I think the thing that makes sense is doing a Wednesday and a Thursday, but we'll, we'll figure it out and uh, we'll get back to you. So thanks everyone for listening. It's been Inside Black and Gold. And Steve, hit him, hit him with a goodbye. One and one ain't no fun, but we're going to get back in the saddle this week, folks. Inside Black and Gold coming at you. We'll be breaking down Saints and Panthers pretty soon. Beautiful. Peace, y'all. Peace.